Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Way. Y'all know what time it is. You know, it's my honor and privilege that you have taken the time of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. Come on, I don't take that for granted. Listen, I continue to uh, pray for you. Uh, listen, as the greeting that John used, which some people try to use as scripture, but it's really a greeting. I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And then those are joining us for the very first time. Listen. I don't take that lightly. You can be doing anything you want right now, but you decided to join our conversation. And listen, you're in for a treat because we're ending a series. We're about to go into a next. But listen, go back and listen to our other series. We'll get into that in a minute. But hey, uh, let me tell you what this show is all about. I'm doing air hugs right now to you because if I saw you right now, I would give you a hug. I'm coming in for a real one because, listen, we're supposed to be connected and we just finished this discipline of solitude. So, listen, we're not supposed to be in solitude for a very long time. So that's why it's impossible for us to social distance because we need connection. We need each other. As the song says, I need you. You need me. Oh, without question. So let me tell you what this day is all about. We like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid, and we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade. There's a lot going on in the world. Things are opening back up, you know, from the pandemic, scamdemic. People are debating, you know, should I get the vaccine? Should I not get the vaccine? Uh, Listen, do your research. I mean, I suggest you don't, but that's just me because God has placed everything you need inside your body to overcome anything of the world. But I'm going to leave that alone because, hey, 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 that's your relationship. (laughs) So joining us for the very first time, uh, join our other conversations. And also, even you can always reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-I-D. So any conversation you listen to, uh, you can interact with me at any time because I always have my phone with me as well. And uh, listen, I appreciate those that interact with me and for all your questions and things like that. And sometimes you agree with me, sometimes you don't. I get it. Listen, you're not wrong what you feel. Whatever. Hey, let every man be convinced in his or her own mind. So finishing up the disciplines of faith. Before that, we talked about how to apply faith. Before that, we talked about how to treat one another, which is major right now. You continue listening to that every week. Also, we before that, we listened to the 10 principles for a successful relationship. 
these have been very powerful conversations. So go back and join those conversations. And then, you, of course, if you have any questions, you can always interact with me and stuff like that. And we will be having some uh, special guests here soon. So you guys are really going to enjoy that because we're going to take this as the day to the next level. So. We have a tradition here. Y'all know what it is. Listen, just like in a regular plane, we always say, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright lock position. And any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root of what does not belong on this plane. If you're listening with somebody, look back at them and say, you ready? Look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. And if you by yourself, the Holy Ghost is with you and look at the Lord and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. What is discipline? We always got to start with that. Discipline is an activity, exercise, or a regimen that develops or improves a skill or training. A discipline is an activity. It's an activity, y'all. It's an exercise. You know, like when you go exercise, that's something that's an activity that you constantly do. And it's a regimen that you should build, just like with eating, your habits, stuff like that, that develops or improves the skill of training. So discipline is supposed to develop you and improve your skill or training. Hey, if you're not improving, and you're not being developed, that means your discipline is off. I'm gonna leave that alone, but. <laughs> already, it's crickets already. Somebody don't like me already because that's what, if you if something's not happening in your life, that means your discipline is off somewhere, shape or form. So you gotta figure it out. Listen, I'm watching what I eat right now and stuff like that. Listen, because I have to make sure my temple is right, so. And, you know, even for folks, you know, because people be judgmental out there. They talk about you and stuff like that. So I got to make sure it's right. I got to make sure I'm right. So you got to make sure you write to whatever it is. Make sure your mental health, make sure your spiritual health, make sure your physical health is all lined up. Remember, you are a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul, which is in the mind. We should be working on all three all the time. So. Discipline of service, y'all. This is it for this conversation, y'all. It's been great. I uh, hope you've enjoyed all the disciplines. And so for those that you haven't uh, went through any of our conversation, all the disciplines are the one is the first one is discipline of prayer. Then it's repentance. Then it's confession, meditation, fullness, kingdom mentality, gratitude, submission, obedience, surrender, solitude, and now the final one, the discipline of service. There are a few scriptures on this. So I will put them on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We don't have to go through every single one of them, obviously, but I'll have those posted so you can study on your own. So that's why don't take my opinion to go research it for yourself. I'm just trying to widen your gaze, trying to give you some tools that you can use. Okay. Discipline of service. Let's get into it means we are committed to serving others as Jesus called and exemplified. We could just stop right there. That's it. <laughs> Jesus is not the great exception. He is the great example. He exemplified service. Our service is a response as we look to what to do. This is not about salvation. It's about a response to God. That's what service is. It's a response to God. Like I always say, serve your way. Like people may talk about me and stuff like that, but all I do is serve my way. And what happens is God will elevate me in some kind of way, but it's through my service, not through my talent. Oh, shit. Oh, did I see? I almost lost my salvation right there. I'm about to cuss, man, <laughs> because people think it's about talent. 
your service or consistency through your service will always win out through talent. Then the anointing takes you to a whole nother level, but we going to leave that alone right now. <laughs> so this is not about salvation. It's about our response to God. This is about duty. It is about allowing our love for the Lord to backwash us. Ooh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. That is to flow in us from him. And then to others around us. Service, here we go, builds and prepares us to be stronger in character and in fulfilling our responsibility for his kingdom. That's why service is about something greater than you. That's why when people get married, when I counsel couples, man, it's about serving the marriage. It's about serving each other. And somebody just went, I ain't serving nobody. You know, some women say, I ain't serving no man. I didn't say serving man. I just said serve the marriage. Y'all both serve each other. Everybody has roles in this, and one of their roles is service to each other. That's why 50% of divorces in the United States end up divorces, and just in California alone, 60% end up in divorces. That's because people are not serving the marriage. Oh, man. It got quiet. I know it got quiet. Somebody just tuned out. They did. They, They upset. But it is what it is. It's about serving the marriage. It, it's about serving each other. I ain't, somebody need to serve me. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> you got to serve each other. Even Jesus washed his disciples' feet, but we're going to get into that. Service also nurtures and strengthens us as a means of grace. As we grow, we serve. The more we serve, the more Christ-like we become. This is about using the best of what God has given to us, being obedient to him and serving him. We are all called to serve, not as just pastors or 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 just uh, disciples of Christ, professionals, but as our relationship with Jesus is woven into all that we do in life. What service is not, and I'm glad you asked, you better write this down, y'all. What service is not is apathy, indifference, a backslidden mentality, which means a lack of concern and involvement, or just plain laziness. All these are the direct opposite of God's call for us. It is the mindset of, I don't care. You know, we got a lot of people. I don't care. I'm just going to resign. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to leave. As my boy LD says, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. (laughs) And he right. You got to, you got to do the work. And that's the thing about service. You got to put the work in and your heart's got to be in it when you're talking about service. That's a, it's a heart issue too. That's a whole nother story. We're going to get into that. Service should not be an activity we do because of guilt or because it is compulsory or our caring nothing about others or just getting paid to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong thing? Because you know, some people just do service because they just getting paid for it versus just wanting to serve the other person. Now, I'm not saying there are not things that you do that you can get a tangible benefit from as far as like monetary, but and that's okay. But a lot of people just do it. Well, how much are you going to give me? How, I'm going to come to your church if you pay me. Oh, God, I'm going to leave that alone. So it's about caring about others, ministry, spiritual growth, or what God wants of us. This would be a misconception of the magnitude of his incredible gifts and his grace to us. As a result, We could become lukewarm, disinterested, and or noncommittal. Or else, here we go, 
we would serve with a grudging attitude or with complaining, something that can be caused by being overworked and overwhelmed from all the stresses and struggles in life and school, work, family, friends, media, and such even ministry to the point of shrugging our shoulders and giving up. It can be caused by the lack of willingness to move forward in our spiritual formation. Perhaps... Here we go. Because of fear of what we may be ahead or a lack of trust in God and then even discouraging others from doing so, too. It can be just laziness, being a slacker, Woo! slacker and not wanting to be convicted or have concern because we do not want to be moved ahead or be involved. All this comes, oh boy, because we do not realize that God has a plan or we cannot or will not take hold of his promises and call for our daily lies. Oh man, there's so many scriptures on that. You can get that on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade spelled W-I-D. There's so many on that. You definitely need to dive in more to that. Also, there's a danger. Danger! 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 For the Christian to sit in a pew, learn all that he, she can take comfort in that knowledge, but never do anything with it. Woo, my God. Thus we become, uh, oh, wow. Don't get mad at me, quote unquote, fat sheep uh, who are not exercising our precepts from him to serve him. This is the church that refuses to evangelize or just as just people sometimes that refuse to uh, fellowship with others and with other Christians who refuse to share their faith or model godly life on Mondays as well as Sundays. Be aware, here we go, that these will be harshly judged. These people are no better than the Pharisees. You can find that in Hosea 6, 6, Micah 6, 6 through 8, Matthew 12, 9 through 14, James 1 through 21 through 27. The proof test is this. Here we go. As they say, the proof in the pudding. Do you use people? Oh, boy. Or do you serve them? Ouch. Crickets. That's that's tough right there. Do you use people or do you serve them? Do you just gather information? Oh, I know somebody like that. Or do you apply it? <laughs> if you think this does not apply to you, consider that if you are not helping or being a part of a solution of growing in Jesus and helping others to do so too, then you are in apathy or maybe have a skewed entitlement mentality. Here's a great question. How do we practice this discipline? Hey, y'all, I'm glad you asked. I have an answer for you. <laughs> the key is to realize that this is not a burden or a chore we must do. It is a response from our love and gratitude and in humility. It is our fruit and character and action. And it is a discipline because it is not something we are to do occasionally or when it is convenient. When there is an opportunity, we jump in and we are open for opportunities on a regular basis. Here's another question. What happens when we do not practice this discipline? I am so glad you asked. <laughs> we will remain within ourselves, closed off to the opportunities and calls to God has given us. Thus, we miss out on so much. Our faults will end up responding into eternity rather than our faith in action. We have to be careful to watch our attitude and composure. Our bad experiences, here we go, can be like a prison, keeping us within the bars we have made from fear, anxiety, and stress. Such a prison prevents our being stretched or experiencing any growth from learning and therefore prevents us from taking 
what we have been through and making it into motivation and fuel to serve God and others. That sweet and productive service, my God, having persevered in the past, we are able to persevere in the future. So we have something to draw from y'all. Also, the key is to hold on even when we do not see any handles to grasp. When we hold on to him and him alone, Christ will reward and keep us and we will be victorious. When we feel weak, here we go, we will still have strength and our faith and resolve to continue to grow. Our faith will become a mighty pillar that others can look to as an example and encouragement. We are his example to others, even at our lowest we can excel for his highest. Let us understand what we or what he has done for us so we can do our best in faithful in even in times of pressures, waiting and uncertainty. That's Revelations 3, 7 through 13. Here's something else. When Jesus took a towel to wash his disciples' feet, oh my goodness, somebody said, I ain't washing nobody's feet. But listen to me now. When Jesus took a towel to wash his disciples' feet, he completely redefined what leadership and service are. He made the point that they are not about pride or position in the world, but rather our position in him. My God, somebody, let me help somebody again. When Jesus took a towel to wash his disciples' feet, he completely redefined what leadership and service are. He made the point that they are not about pride or position in the world, but rather our position in him. A bowl and a towel would be perfect because they represent service as our ultimate server, Jesus. Washed his disciples' feet. Jesus came to serve, to exemplify service. True service is a response, just as our Lord demonstrated. It comes from our gratitude and realizing who Jesus is, what he has shown us we can do, and our opportunities and our response in gladness. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. It is all about gratitude. Remember, I said gratitude has the inability to remain hidden. Remember, I told you that also your attitude would determine your altitude, how high you would go. It is what Jesus has done for me so I can ask the question, what can I do for him? And what would Jesus have me do in character? Fruit, hands on application, or even getting my hands dirty to do what I would not normally desire to do. How much impact has your faith in God had in your relationships with others and the work you do? What? Oh, here's another question. What about in the world outside of the church? You know, this ain't all about the church. This is all about relationships, y'all. So it don't matter what religion your belief is, whatever, atheist, agnostic, Jewish, it doesn't matter. So how are your relationship, you know, because you can still be Christ-like and show who Christ was, whether you believe in it or not. Because what I say, he always believes in you. I'm just going to leave that alone. Somebody said, how is that possible if I don't believe in him? Well, <laughs> the principle, his principles that he operated in still works, but that's a whole nother story. Kind of like gravity. You can believe that what goes up must come down. You cannot believe it all you want to and then decide to walk off a building and decide later if you believe in gravity, but you're still going down. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm asking for a friend. These questions will help you determine to what extent 
Jesus is real and working in you. In addition, you can conclude what capacity of service you have engaged and what is missing. The way we live our life in response to what Jesus has done for us is the key to living as a a disciple of Christ. Service does not save us, of course. It is a fruit of our obedience. Consider the Apostle Paul's depiction of himself as a bond sermon. That was in Romans 1 and 1 and 9 and 3. This was the lowest form of a slave in Greek times, totally as the master's disposal and even expendable. An indenture servant, instead of leaving when he or she gained freedom, could decide to stay with the master and serve him. This meant total surrendered devotion. The slave slash disciple of the Lord has a will that has been sacrificed to God's will and and thus is totally at the disposal of our Lord. Ouch, man. That's tough. You know, especially in some cultures, I ain't going to be a slave to nobody. Well, you're going to serve something. You're going to love one and hate the other. So you're going to serve something. So you might as well be the Lord. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> might as well be the Lord for us. This refers to being a sacrifice and extending mercy to others and is part of our worship to God, part of who we are and must be. Keep in mind, Paul's slavery was his freedom. That's Galatians 1 and 15 and 2 and 20. His title was apostle, which means in quotes, one who is sent with authority. And in Paul's case, by the Holy Spirit, Paul's driving force was not his personality or position, but his being separated for Jesus' service. If we focus only upon ourselves, we will fail terribly. We are called to be imitators of Jesus in character and in service as a disciple. One who learns and applies what he or she learns in the Bible. Oh my God. The word servant means one who waits on table versus a slave. This is where we get our word for deacon. A deacon is called and ordained to serve and to train and motivate others in their church to do so too. But as disciples of Christ, we are called to serve in some way, shape, or form that's Acts 6, 1 through 6, Romans 12 and 7, Philippians 1 and 1, 1 Timothy 2, 8, 3 and 13, and 4 and 6. The apostles, here we go. Many of the early Christians, even many Christians today, lose their lives in service to our Lord. How much does service mean to you? It's a great question. What is your devotion to the one who saved you for eternity? What does the person around you who needs your help and care mean to you? Oh, man, you know, we like to just serve the Lord. But then when it comes to serving others, well, I don't know if I want to serve them. Well, that's those they're they're in connection with each other. Matter of fact, if you're serving the Lord, you have to serve people. But that is a whole nother story when you talk about serving. We leave that component about that connection of serving people because I ain't serving them because sometimes you may have to serve some people or serve with some people you don't like. Yeah, you see how quiet it got? I, I can't even see you right now. And I know it got quiet. Somebody just said, he's talking about me. Yes, you. I'm talking to me too. I'm talking to all of us. Anybody within the sound of my voice, I'm talking to all of us. This is all about our willingness to set aside time to find our gifts and use them for him. Make sure you're not a pew sitter, sleeping away your faith and the precious gift of grace. Can we get to God to love us more if we serve him more? Here we go. We cannot. 
read that again. Can we get God to love us more if we serve him more? We cannot. Can we get to God to love us more if we serve him more? We cannot. (laughs) Service and the discipline of service is not about what we get. It is about what we have already been given and what we will do with it. Jesus said he did not come to be served but to serve. Seems like a strange answer that we are servants who consider obedience the way to reach perfection. It is not possible to please God by our deeds. We earn nothing doing uh, for doing what we are required to do. Our merit is the great gift of grace counteracting the uncountable sins and demerits we have accumulated. Uh-oh. Jesus showed us how he submitted. He alone is a profitable servant, taking pleasure in pleasing God. So we serve out of gratitude and not to earn anything. We can bring nothing to the cross, nothing to the cross. We cling to it by his merits only and serve out of a response to what he has done for us. We need to see the joy in serving him out of gratitude and delight, not just out of uh, duty or obedience. Our obedience is motivated by what we have already gained and have, not to get more. Oh, boy. You know, we try to do stuff to get more. And it's not about that at all. He does not owe us anything, yet he rewards us abundantly. To be like Jesus, here we go. We must serve as he taught and showed us. The key to being a good servant with good service is to keep our eyes on Jesus, not on the whims of our hearts or the wiles of the world or even what other quote unquote Christians may say and preach. It is upon him only that our eyes should be focused. This will enable us to use the best of our talents, gifts and abilities. God has given to us so we can be obedient to him and better serve him. Next thing, the discipline of service is an aspect of hospitality. So how is your service? I'm asking for a friend. Are you chasing your desires of our Lord? The answer to these questions will determine what direction in life you go. We can either be a blessing to others or we can ignore them. However, we cannot be that blessing if we are not following Jesus and taking heed of his example. It's all about that example, he said. Are we following the example? His grace and his love. So we have the desire to respond. Otherwise, our own plans will fill that gap and will get the best of us. The sins of others and the sins of our heart will break us down and take us over unless we focus on Jesus, his past and his ways. Hospitality, my God, in the Bible specifically refers to taking in travelers with a generous heart, not grudgingly or with complaining in general. Oh boy, this is going to be rough. Since we have Jesus' love flowing in us, it should flow to others around us. This means we give preference to others. We look out for and look after one another, and we share with discernment what God has given us, including our family, home, finances, and food. We are to have an attitude of stewardship, aware that we do not own anything. We are merely the caretakers of God, the real owner. He desires that we share his stuff and we comply out of reverence and gratitude to him. Thus, 
as long as we come alongside others, here we go, we are to welcome them and act out our faith in real and helpful kindness, generosity, and deeds. This includes, here we go, providing assistance and lodging to fellow, our fellow human beings, shall we say? Not just Christians, but fellow human beings. I'm just saying, I ain't saying open up your doors to everybody, but can uh, one, <laughs> I'm just saying, supporting those who are being persecuted and helping out in our communities. Next thing, the discipline of service in an aspect of learning and applying our spiritual gifts. All right. For those that want to know about their gifts and all, here we go. We are called to use whatever means we can to practice our spiritual gifts and realize that the diversity we have is beneficial for one another. We are to be charitable and generous to others with what Jesus has given us or what God has given us and serve him without being held back by fear or lack of time or of talent. As disciples of Christ, we are to typify both faith and reason so we exhibit the maturity needed to make wise decisions and have a purpose in life. This also includes directly caring for those, oh boy, in need, such as the sick, infirmed, and poor. However, some disciples of Christ will have a specific call and empowerment to do this. People in the world may be more concerned for their own needs and agendas than are for God's clear doctrine and purpose. But as disciples of Christ, we are called to go beyond ourselves to serve others as well. Kindness is the proof of authenticity. Somebody better write that down. Somebody better cat hashtag that. Kindness is the proof of authenticity. God did not save us to be self-centered. He saved us to be his ambassadors wherever we are and wherever we go. Remember, the discipline of service is not to please people, but to please God with all of our heart. It is not about getting public opinion or people on our side. It is leaning on God's side. That's Ephesians 6 and 5. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you've enjoyed our time together. Thank you for tuning in to episode 22, the final of the Disciplines of Faith. We talked about disciplines of service. I thank you for all the support and responses. New episodes were released every Thursday on iTunes at 8 a.m. specific standard time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, you can't exercise faith without discipline. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all all thy getting, get understanding, and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, discipline is the key to discipleship. A special thanks, oh my God, to my man KC at I Am Music Group for producing this show. They do an excellent job. They take care of your boy. If you're looking to do a podcast, I'm telling you, look up I Am Music Group on Instagram and also on Facebook, and I'm telling you, they'll hook you up. Tell KC Wade sent you, and then my girl Erica Duff, she's going to hook you up with the artwork. She's going to make you look good. I'm trying to tell you. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncut common gospel radio network alex teamer aka 18 for the baseline pastor warren Campbell, that's my guy right there and lena bird miles for this is the day intro and also go check out lena bird niles new song 
watch me. I'm trying to tell you she's bad, man. And you always hear on every show she did. This is the day intro. I appreciate you, Lena Bird Miles and Pastor Warren Campbell. Also, Shannon Jackson, a shout out. Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. And a shout out to my man, Julian Payne, the House of No Ho podcast and the House of No Ho Barbershop with Julian Payne, a celebrity barber to the stars. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, go check my man out. He keep me looking fresh. That's Julian Payne. House of No Ho, which is North Hollywood Barbershop. And also he has a podcast, House of No Ho Podcast. Remember to subscribe to This Is Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Day's Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.